Welcome to 24-Hour Expert. You'll enjoy this podcast if you're someone who likes learning about different topics or just enjoys a good old fun fact. I'm Allie. And I'm Dan. Each week, we challenge each other to become an expert on a random topic in just 24 hours. Now it's time to find out how much we've learned. Hello, Allison. Hello, Daniel. I don't know what that voice was, but we'll just roll with it. It was good. I enjoyed it. How was your 4th of July? It was fun. We got to see some friends and relax a little bit. My sister also came to town, so good. How about yours? That's good. Oh, it was awesome. As eagle-eared viewers would know, 4th of July is my favorite holiday behind Christmas. So what did we do? We went for a couple hikes, which was fun. And then we had some friends that just moved to town, so we got to hang out with them. So it was a fun weekend. Oh, that sounds so fun. How fake is this? <laughs> it sounds so fake. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so today's topic, even though it's a day late, I could not let the opportunity go by. We're going to talk about Independence Day. Oh, okay. All right. Let's do it. Just a warning, this isn't going to be like a real in-depth history lesson. I just kind of, I guess it's kind of like every other episode. I'm just talking about what I want to talk about. <laughs> I mean, that's why we started our own podcast, right? So we can just do what we want to do. <laughs> that's true. So if you're here for some really deep facts about Independence Day, I don't know that we're going to bring them, but I I think I've come up with a pretty good uh, agenda for today. All right, great. I'm excited. Let's just have some fun. <laughs> okay, let's get started. Independence Day songs. Do you have any 4th of July songs that just really stick out in your memory? Oh my gosh, yes. Female country singer... Blanking on her name, but... Martina McBride. Yes, yes, that's exactly yes. the one I'm thinking of. Okay, yes. we didn't plan this, but this is the one I actually wanted to talk about, because it cracks me up that this song is such like an Independence Day, 4th of July, it's always playing on the radio this time of year, but it's not really about Independence Day. No, it's actually a really sad song. Yeah, and it's just so funny to me that it's like, well, I guess they, I'm sure they meant it to have dual meanings, but right. it's just so interesting to me that like we're blasting this song. I'm like, yes, Independence Day. And you're like, oh, well, that that's awkward. <laughs> yes, I know. The song actually makes me sad, but it's a great song. It's a banger, and I will listen to it all weekend long. Yes, I also really like that. I think it's Al. Maybe not Al Green. I don't know that I'm thinking of the right person. But the um, I'm proud to be an American. Da, 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 da. I like that one too. So many. I mean, America loves songs about America. That's for one thing. America. America. Okay. So do you know why we have July 4th, Independence Day? Because we're independent from the Britain. From the Britons, <laughs> we're independent from the British. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it actually commemorates the Declaration of Independence of the United States, which is that document that all of our founding fathers signed that said, "We're not gonna take it." No. No, we we're not gonna, gonna take it. it. <laughs> oh, we might get banned for all these royalties. Were aren't you allowed to play like so many seconds before? Like you have to like. You're actually not. So fun fact, researching this podcast, I was looking into those different royalty, like, because I think there was one other episode that I wanted to play music. And when I was researching it, every single lawyer out there says, no, you can't just play five seconds of a song. It's not, that's not allowed. Oh, okay. 
Because that's what I always assume, because when you hear a podcast, like, okay, well, we have to stop it, you know. I was like, oh, okay, you only get so many seconds. Right. Mm. I think our saving grace is, since we're both so off-key, they wouldn't be able to say which song we were singing. True, true, true. They would be like, we'd be in a court of law, and they would say, here is, you know, evidence, whatever they say in court, (laughs) and they'd play it, and the jury would go, what were they trying to sing? Like, no, no. Is this an original? We don't we don't recognize this. <laughs> we don't recognize this. Anyway, okay. So yeah, it was commemorating the Declaration of Independence of the United States. The first Independence Day was July 4th of 1776. That's one of the few years I can remember from history. <laughs> and unfortunately, not me. I had to look that up. But <laughs> did you know Congress actually voted to declare independence two days earlier on July 2nd? No, I did not. Yeah, so they had the vote on July 2nd, and it wasn't actually declared until July 4th. So there was a little bit of fighting between the forefathers, founding fathers, the forefathers? It doesn't matter. Those people, they were fighting because they couldn't agree which day should be celebrated, July 2nd or July 4th, and July 4th won. I would say, yeah. I mean, if it's the day that you're like stamping official, it's declared, that's the day I would pick too. Sure, sure. So also, just full disclosure, I wasn't very good at history. For some reason, I thought that July 4th, 1776 was when the war was over, we won our independence, and America became America. Yeah, I mean, that was my general understanding. (laughs) No, that's basically the start of it. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say the start of it, but the war, the Revolutionary War, didn't end until September 3rd. 1793. So what is that, like 20 years almost? You know, I'm not going to do math. I believe you, yeah. 17 years? 17 years. So it was starting the war, not ending it. Right. And, oh gosh, now I feel, I'm very self-conscious about this. I'm going to Google it real quick. Nope. I I thought it was ending the war. I did not know it started it. But that makes sense. (laughs) Because doesn't 17 years seem... Okay, yeah. So... The American Revolutionary War started April 19th, 1775, Declaration of Independence, 1776, and then the war was finally over. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't 93. It was September 3rd, 1783. That makes more sense. So it was only eight years. Yeah. That's still a really long time, though. Right. But no, I I always thought that that was the end of it, and we were celebrating, yay, we won. So I'm wondering, why don't we celebrate September 3rd? We should. Because that's like the true Independence Day, right? Like, that's when we're actually independent. We won. Right. Like, I could declare my independence now, but I'm not actually independent until... (laughs) You get a divorce. (laughs) I get a divorce, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, interesting fact. One of the drafts of the Declaration of Independence had a vigorous, vigorous denunciation of slave trade. Like, they were like, this is not okay. And they put it in the document. And then they had they removed it before it was approved. Ah, like somebody was stinky about it and ended up it ended up getting removed. Well, that's horrible. Could you imagine if we would have just like from the get go been like, yeah, we're not cool with this? That would have been amazing. Uh, opportunity missed there. Huge opportunity missed. <laughs> okay, so another fun fact that wasn't a fun fact. That was an interesting fact. This is a fun fact. Yes. Many historians debate whether the Declaration of Independence was actually signed on July 4th. 
Hmm. Why do they debate it? This story is unraveling. One, it was voted on July 2nd. Two, it didn't end the Revolutionary War. (laughs) And three, it wasn't even signed on July 4th. So we're just picking a random day now. Apparently, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, and Benjamin Franklin all wrote in their journals or their diaries or who knows what that it was signed on that day. But most people believe that it was actually signed on August 2nd, 1776. So like a month later. So wait, they're all in their diaries. And I'm going to call them diaries because that makes me happy. (laughs) Dear diary, we signed the Declaration of Independence today. Love B. Franks. And then the historian's like, nah, no. It's a conspiracy. They're all in a little diary circle writing fake diaries. <laughs> Wait, why do they think it's wrong? So they think that those three people signed, but everyone else didn't sign until later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. And did you know Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, who were the only two people that signed that later became president, both died on the same day? No. And do you know what that date was? July 4th, 1826. I was going to say, was it the 4th of July? Oh, crazy. Yeah, I think there's a conspiracy there. You know what? I'm wondering if we need to run some numerology on this date and see what kind of juju it has, because there's a lot of weird stuff happening. Yeah, yeah. We can add one more thing to our mystery trail here. James Monroe, who was a president, also died on July 4th, but he didn't sign the Declaration of Independence. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, three presidents. That's a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. There was also some people born. It's a big day. It's a big, big day. We should do some research. Oh, I thought you did do research. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I guess that's what this is. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, this is kind of where it goes off the rails from Independence Day specifically to things I want to talk about. But first, we would like to recognize Juneteenth, the National Independence Day that commemorates the emancipation of African-American slaves in the United States. That's now a federal holiday, uh, June 19th. And so that is also a recognized Independence Day for the United States. Yes. Yes, finally. All right. So when you're thinking about... Independence Day, 4th of July, like what comes to mind? The first thing that comes to mind. Fireworks. Fireworks. Let's talk about fireworks, okay? Yes, I'd love to. And I know that you and I both love them, so I'm in. I do. I do love them. But after reading some of this, maybe I'm going to love them a little from afar. Oh, okay. Okay. Fireworks were originally invented in China, and China is currently the largest manufacturer and exporter of fireworks in the world. Oh, okay. So the very first type of fireworks they had is they used to take these bamboo sticks and they'd throw them in the fire and they'd heat up really hot and then they would make these large like popping or explosion sounds, which is like the original firework. And then they started using gunpowder. Oh, okay. Then it gets real crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Modern fireworks got their start from a lot of different military tactics. So like like smoke bombs and all the different colors and all the different things, those were originally like smoke screens so that militaries could fight without people seeing each other and and whatnot. And then they were just like, oh, these are fun. We don't need these for war. Let's make these for people to explode in their backyards. Oh, crazy. Okay. Our modern colored fireworks were invented in Europe in the late 1830s. Thank you, Europe. One of the interesting things I found about fireworks is that they actually have firework competitions 
I don't know if you knew this. No. No, I did not. Please elaborate on that. Yeah. So all of these people will compete to put on the best fireworks show. And it's a combination of the technique, the technology, and then also how well you can sync it to different types of music. So the largest and most prestigious fireworks competition in the world is the Montreal Fireworks Festival, which I think we might have to go. Uh, Yeah, add it to the field trip list. The competition takes place in the form of a series of biweekly fireworks shows that begin in late June and end in late July. So it's going on right now, which is exciting. They actually sync the fireworks to music, and the music is broadcast on the radio so that no matter where in Montreal you are, you can watch the fireworks with the music. That is so cool. All right, we definitely have to do this. It didn't take place in 2020. Thank you, Rona. But from 2019, the past five winners were Portugal, the Philippines, England, Spain, and then England. So England really is bringing their firework game. Wow. So you like compete as a country. Yeah, and it looks like each country has their own like firework company or firework corporation or something. But yeah, everyone's competing as a country, which okay. is real fun. It's like the Firework Olympics. Sounds like it, yeah. And because everything we do is centered around North America, Canada last won in 2014, and the USA last won in 2012. So we haven't had, Canada, USA haven't had a good firework game for Almost a decade now. Okay. Well, you know what? Maybe 2022, that's going to be our year. We're really going to step up the fireworks. We better. We better. We better sink them to Martina McBride. (laughs) (laughs) Let freedom ring. (laughs) Uh, The jury still doesn't know what you were trying to sing. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm sorry. Can you be more specific? Shall we talk about some firework safety? We, We better talk about firework safety. Okay, who do you think is more likely to be injured by a firework, a boy or a girl? A boy. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, so according to the Nationwide Children's Organization, boys are two times more likely than girls to be injured by fireworks. Not surprising. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's not. (laughs) No, the things I did with fireworks growing up, not surprising at all. Sorry, mom. Okay, so children younger than 15 account for one out of four firework-related injuries. Wow. Most firework-related injuries occur around the 4th of July. No <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Thank you, uh, organization. I hope you spent a lot of money on that study. The types of fireworks that cause the most injuries are firecrackers, sparklers, and bottle rockets, which I love sparklers. Probably my favorite thing in the world. Firecrackers, eh. Like, it was fun when you were a kid because you got to blow stuff up, right. but not, I mean, it's not, it's nothing now. But firecrackers were also cool because you could do them during the daytime. You didn't have to wait till nighttime. Yeah, true. Like true. the little black cats. And then bottle rockets, I've never lived in a place that allowed bottle rockets. I was at a party one time, not around the 4th of July, and this person's house was on like a little, probably a pond, not a lake. And it was a pirate party, so everyone came dressed as pirates. And then at one point, we all get in these two little canoes, we divide into teams, go into this pond, and start shooting bottle rockets at each other. <laughs> okay, that's so stupid. <laughs> it was, but we were pirates in battle, and we were in our 20s, so we were dumb and stupid. Oh, wow. Anybody get injured? No. Thankfully, there was no direct hits. And I think, you know, we weren't actually trying to hit each other and hurt each other, but just shooting in each other's general direction for fake pirate battle. <laughs> it's 
so dumb. Oh. It's even worse saying it out loud to somebody. <laughs> it's even worse saying it out loud, recording it, putting it on the internet for any yeah. stranger to listen to. But I think I do have some really cute pictures of me and you with sparklers because we were at your house one year for 4th of July. Yes, I think I remember this. Yes, yeah. I love sparklers. I love them so much. One more thing, and again, this is going to be a shocker, but the most common injury is a burn. <gasps> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sure these people do really good work. I'll say that. Okay, the Consumer Product Safety Commission, which is a United States government organization, they put out an annual report every year about fireworks. Oh, okay. It's called the Firework-Related Death, Emergency Department Treated Injuries, and Enforcement Activities. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's this giant report, big old PDF report, and it's actually a pretty fascinating read if anybody has time. But I'm just going to pull out the things that really stood out for me. All right? Okay. So this was as of 2019 was the most recent report I could get a hold of. There were, and this is estimated because I don't think they actually have like a checkbox for like, why are you here at the doctor? Firework, you know? Right, yeah. So they, these are estimated. And if you if you want to know all of their statistical sampling and their modeling and how they arrive at these estimates are all in the report. Great. I love it. Sounds like an actually like well done report. Yeah. So there was an estimated 7,700 firework related injuries in 2019. Wow. 66% male, 34% female. No kidding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In 2019, there were 12 deaths related to fireworks. Oh, my gosh. Seven were due to misuse. Two were due to a device malfunction. And three were from unknown circumstances. Along with each death, there's a narrative of what happened in this report. Oh, wow. So can I share some? Yes, please, because... I mean, obviously, I've seen, you know, stupid videos of people being idiots with fireworks, but yeah, that's just crazy to me. Let's hear it. So one of the people that died in 2019 was a 45-year-old man. He was intoxicated with alcohol at the time. He had put a firework on the top of his head, attempted to light it. As the firework fuse was going off, the firework fell off the top of his head, fell forward, and detonated into his chest. Oh, gosh. Causing cardiac arrest. Ah, yikes. Maybe limit your alcohol intake while using explosives. Don't put fireworks on top of your head and try to light them. Yeah, don't. How about don't put a firework anywhere on your body? (laughs) Right. No fireworks on your body. Okay, here's another one. A 53-year-old man was killed because he was checking on a firework that didn't light. So he had lit a firework, ran away, did whatever he does. It didn't go off. So he was walking back to like look at it. And as he was like looking over it, that's when the firework went off and it struck him in the head. Oh. And he passed away. What's also interesting in this one is that somehow this guy got his hands on a commercial grade firework, which you shouldn't be doing in a residential or as a non-professional anyway. But if your firework does not go off, don't go check on it like that. That's very dangerous. Right. Yeah. So does it say what you should do? if your firework doesn't go off or just like leave it indefinitely. Growing up, I was taught that if a firework didn't go off, that you kind of just left it alone, steer clear. And then after we were done doing fireworks, my dad would take a hose and he would 
hose down all of the fireworks, all of the whatever in the street or the sidewalk, wherever we were doing them. And then they would sit there for like overnight or something. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that seems like the safest plan. Yeah. When it's safe to go pick them up, then you did. But you never tried to check on something in the nighttime because you never knew what could happen. Right. Yeah. That's good advice. So there were other deaths, nothing really as interesting as those two. But I will tell you that most of the deaths were because of people holding the fireworks in some way that they should have been holding them. Yeah. I mean, it's literally an explosive. I just, I don't, I mean, I know a lot of times, you know, alcohol or whatever substance might be involved, but I just, I don't get it. Right. And I will also add on my little list here, don't go into canoes and try to hit your other friends with bottle rockets from another canoe. Definitely don't. Super dumb idea. Okay, what's the second thing you think of when you think of the 4th of July? Barbecues. Okay, yes, yes. And then what kind of food are we grilling? Usually hamburgers, hot dogs, ribs, chicken, a a bunch of meat usually. (laughs) You had me at hot dog. (laughs) Okay, hot dog. Can we talk about hot dogs? Sure, let's talk about hot dogs. (laughs) Okay. First off, did you know that there is a National Sausage and Hot Dog Council? No, I did not. So all of my research came from the National Sausage and Hot Dog Council, or the NSHDC. (laughs) Good, so it's going to be very accurate. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Okay, so Americans eat, on average, 150 million hot dogs on 4th of July weekend. Holy cow. (laughs) Holy hot dog, yes. And one of the things on the NSHDC website is this giant debate about whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. So I want to know, Allison, is a hot dog a sandwich? No, I don't think a hot dog is a sandwich, and I don't think a hamburger is a sandwich. Oh, coming in hot. Wow. Care to explain the difference between that and what you would classify as a sandwich? And it's one of those things I can't really explain why. It's just like an intuitive thing where you're like, no, that's not a sandwich. Right, right. It's kind of like porn. (laughs) You can't describe it, but you know it when you see it. Exactly, exactly. Okay, that's fair. So I grew up where we called them hamburger sandwiches. So a hamburger, yeah, hot dog sandwich was never a thing in my household. So I would say hamburger is yes, that's a sandwich. Hot dog, not a sandwich. So why don't you think hot dog's a sandwich? I don't know. I guess it's just what we knew, what we were taught. So you are on the same page as the National Sausage and Hot Dog Council, because they also have many reasons why it's not. They're mostly tongue in cheek. It's not not scientific, but yeah, you you are on the same page. Well, I guess me too, because I don't think hot dog's a sandwich. So the true inventor of a hot dog is disputed. So there's two potential places where we may have gotten hot dogs. First, there were two Hungarian immigrants who invented the hot dog. They took the recipe to Chicago and sold them at the World's Fair, which kind of popularized them. And kind of makes sense because Chicago and hot dogs are pretty synonymous. Oh, yes. I love a Chicago-style hot dog. Right. The other people that say that they invented hot dogs were officials in Frankfurt, Germany, which also makes sense because don't we call them Frankfurters? Yes. Yes, we do. Or Franks for short. Yes. So maybe worth another episode. I don't know. We'll see. But we'll see. Maybe next year we'll do a deep dive on hot dogs. (laughs) 
Anyway, I mean, there's not a lot more interesting about hot dogs, but I did want to play a game. Oh, yes, I want to play a game. <laughs> and this game is about hot dog etiquette. Oh, okay. The National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, which is a real thing, everyone. I'm not kidding. This is a real thing on the internet. They have a hot dog etiquette guide. Wow, I didn't know there was hot dog etiquette. Me either. So they have the do's and don'ts of hot dogs. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you a statement. You need to tell me if that statement is true or false according to the NHDSC hot dog etiquette guide. Okay, got it. Number one, don't put hot dog toppings between the hot dog bun and the bun. Always dress the dog, not the bun. True, yes. That is true, yes. You should not put your condiments on the actual bun. That is a no-no. That's bad etiquette. So also, just so you know, condiments need to be applied in the following order. First, your wet condiments, like your mustards and your chilies. Then, chunky condiments, like relish, onions, sauerkraut. Then, shredded cheese, very specific. Then finally, you can put your spices on top. Okay, okay. Number two, do eat hot dogs on buns with your hands. Utensils should not touch hot dogs on buns. Well, you said it's a do, so I'm going to say true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Okay, next one. Don't take more than five bites to finish a hot dog. That's it? Five bites? I'm going to say that can't be true. You need more than five bites. No. You are not to take more than five bites to eat a hot dog. That is bad etiquette. Wow. I don't know if I can finish a hot dog in five bites. That's some big bites. There is an exception to that rule. If you're eating anything foot long or longer, so if you have a foot long wiener, seven bites is acceptable. Next time I have a hot dog, I'm going to see how many bites it takes me. Because that seems like way too few. I can't take that big of bites. Five bites for a hot dog seems like too many to me. I think a hot dog's like three bites. Done. Okay. Well, next time we both have a hot dog, let's count how many bites we need. Okay. It'll be like that Tootsie Pop challenge. Okay. All right. Next one. Don't add fresh herbs on the same plate with hot dogs. False. No. You are not to add fresh herbs on the same plate with hot dogs. Want to know why? Yes. Because this overdoes the presentation. The hot dog is enough. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Okay. Next one. Don't use ketchup on your hot dog after the age of 18. Oh, true. So that's true, but that's all I like on my hot dogs. So I break this etiquette every single time. Oh, I do. Because I, unless it's Chicago style, I like just plain ketchup, mustard, nothing else. Oh, you won't see mustard on mine. So these are the acceptable condiments after the age of 18. Mustard, relish, onions, cheese, probably that shredded cheese, Mm -hmm. and chili. All of those are acceptable. That's it? That's all you can have? That's all. Why do they hate ketchup? Yeah, you're supposed to elevate your palate, you know? Okay, I don't know, but I love ketchup and you won't get me to stop. Last one for the hot dog etiquette. Don't send a thank you note following a hot dog barbecue. False. No, that's true. Thank you notes are pretentious and hot dogs are not pretentious. Okay, so you can't use ketchup. That's not classy enough. But if you send a thank you note, too classy, you've crossed the line there. I'm just reporting the facts. I'm not making the facts. This is the National Sausage and Hot Dog Council's official etiquette guide. 
literally people go online and find it. It's hilarious. All right. Well, I'm going to need their info email so I can send my comments. Oh, yeah. It's www.hot-dog.org. All right. Thank you. So I did want to end on the note that I do appreciate that we have some international listenership. Hello, France. Nice to see you again. Hi, France. (laughs) I wanted to talk a little bit about other countries' Independence Days, which is kind of funny because I'm going out there thinking, oh, everyone has an Independence Day. Well, no, not everybody does. (laughs) (laughs) Duh. Because not everybody was controlled by another area. Anyway, so let's go through three of my most favorite ones that I read about. The first one is India, and their Independence Day is on August 15th. And one of the cool traditions they had is that they fly saffron, white, and emerald green kites that evoke the country's tricolored flags. So it's a big kite flying day, which I think is really cool. I bet that's beautiful to see. In Mexico, their Independence Day is September 16th. On this day, the president of Mexico arrives in the Zocalo, a plaza where people have gathered since the days of the Aztecs to reenact Father Hidalgo's grito, or cry, of independence to his followers. So they literally like go and this guy just screams, Viva Mexico! That's cool. Very cool. And then, of course, we need to talk about France. Hi, France. Their Independence Day is actually coming up. It's July 14th, also known as Bastille Day. And that day is celebrated with many different traditions, such as fireworks, military parades, and my favorite, firefighter organized dance parties. Okay, add it to the tour. I want to see that. I want to go to this firefighter dance party. Yes, that sounds so much fun. So those were just some of the fun ones I found. All right, last note, I promise. I just wanted to give you a warning, Allie, because I don't want you to get in trouble. Okay, good. Help me out. The U.S. flag code states that you are in violation if you sell or display any article of merchandise upon which shall have been printed, painted, attached, or otherwise placed a representation of the flag in order to advertise, call attention to, decorate, mark, or distinguish the article of or substance on which so placed. Wow. So you can't wear flag stuff. You're not allowed to wear flag stuff. All that old Navy stuff, violation, flag code violation. Wow. I did not know that. I had no idea either. So it's in the code. It's against the law, but it's virtually unenforceable. Right. Yeah. I mean, how would they? (laughs) Right. All right. Well, that's your knowledge. You're free to forget it. (laughs) Do with it what you will. And of course, if we got anything wrong, you can always email us. Email us at 24hourexpert at gmail.com. Spell out all the words. It is also our Instagram, our Facebook, and our website. You can find us there. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Viva Mexico! I thought you were say, call me now. <laughs> Tricked ya. Call me now. <laughs> Thank you for listening to 24-Hour Expert. Our theme song is Lo-Fi World by Ricky Bombino. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe so you're notified of future episodes. Music